0: Hi, it's Rev. Kurt Condra at Unity on the North Shore in Evanston, Illinois. Unity offers positive, practical, and progressive teachings that support spiritual evolution and abundant living. You can join us for our weekly Sunday service at 1030 in these days of sequestering. It's by Zoom, Uh, so please visit our website at www.unityns.org and register for the Zoom link. If you missed the service, you can also see the video version of our Sunday lessons on our YouTube channel, Unity North Shore. Again, visit us at our website, www.unityns.org, to see the many ways in which we're creating connection in this time of physical distancing. God bless. It just seems like there's a... The sense of having been stuck, we've all been inside for oh, a year now and things are starting to shift and change a little bit. But um, we, need, we need that light. We need a light to sort of show us the way. And uh, what I recognize is that um, the way forward is not as clear as I would like it to be. I don't know about y'all, but there uh, I can remember when we started our right and perfect home process, here at Unity on the North Shore. Um, I can remember talking with our consultant, saying, I just don't want to be like the Israelites and wandering, wandering around the desert for 40 years. And uh, what I realized is that was sort of my fear at the time. And what I realize is that now we're sort of living into that in a way that I didn't really fully comprehend at the time. But we, we really don't know um, where the promised land is at this point. We. Uh, we're in a space of really questioning and living into and taking it one step, one day at a time. Uh, we have our marvelous live stream, here, live stream team here today that, that's helping us sort of advance one step at a time but as we start to move into that space of of returning to service where, where we'll have bodies and people here in the sanctuary with us, we don't really know what that looks like or how many folks might be here and how many folks might prefer to stay home with a cup of coffee. And so there's there's just this great unknown that we're living into certainly as a spiritual community, but in a bigger sense, I think that's true for all of us. We don't know what what um, what work life is going to be looking like? How many people will remain sort of working from home? Uh, what, what's going to happen um, in terms of uh, retail and social lives, and what's the coming together going to going to look like? So it feels to me like it's a really relevant time to be speaking into and looking at the importance of really um, creative sort of um, um, exploration. How it is that we. Uh, courageously bravely explore what it is like this this new future is going to look like so that's kind of what I want to dig into this morning is is really um, the that the exploring creatively exploring or encouraging people to creative explore spiritual uh, spiritual principles and ideas is one of the hows that we at Unity on the North Shore have identified as part of our our reason for being our reason for being of course is creating a safe space where people um, are empowered to take risks and one of the ways that we do that one of the hows that we accompl- the hows by which we accomplish that is by this idea about really encouraging spiritual exploration. So I wanna, I wanna sort of talk through what that looks like when there is so much ahead of us that is unknown, right? There's so much that we don't know what it's gonna look like as we move forward. Uh, this week I watched a marvelous documentary um, documentary on Netflix by a, a filmmaker named Craig Foster. Uh, the name of the documentary is My Octopus Teacher. Anybody heard of it? I'm asking four, five people in front of me, but I'm, I'm, I know that there are others of you out there. It's, it's an amazing place, and it's one of those, um, Craig Foster is actually, he's the, he's the filmmaker, he filmed a lot of it, but he also sort of is the star in this documentary, and he's really chronicling his own journey back from a time of not knowing. He had reached a point in, in his career when he just had, he, he was drained. There was nothing left in him. He didn't want to pick up a camera again. And so he returned to um, the coast where he had grown up and and really um, always loved the ocean. And he returned there and started to realize that as he was back in, um, snorkeling is what he was doing through this beautiful kelp forest, that he started to feel refreshed and renewed. And as part of that exploration, he um, tapped into some of what he had learned filming a documentary in Africa from some of the best trackers in the world. And he started following this octopus. And over the course of the next year, he dove every single day, and he developed this kind of odd connection with this octopus that sort of reminded him of um, sort of his purpose in life. He picked up a camera and started filming those interactions. And out of this connection, this this weird, odd connection with his octopus, out of his curiosity about this octopus's life, he began to realize that he was connected to this undersea world in a way that he'd never realized. Right, he started to witness the incredible connections and relationships between prey and predators, between the algae and the the environment there, and how that actually was connected to all of humanity, all of the environment, all of the ways. And so there's this beautiful sense of oneness that arises out of his hunger for, for creating spiritual connection, for reconnecting with his own creativity. Sort of a beautiful example of how By being brave, by moving into that space of really um, exploring at a greater depth, that which we find most interesting, we tap into our inner creativity. So I wanna talk a little bit first about um, creativity because I think whenever that term comes up, there's a tendency for many of us to think, oh, that's about poets and painters and writers and photographers and artists, you know, what we would call artists. But in a spiritual context, creativity is far, far deeper than that. Creativity is—it's—it's uh, it's what happens um, by the power of our thought, our thinking, our believing, our actions. Right? Everything in our lives is a creative expression of the divine. Uh, uh, if you think about it, every interaction you have—if you—if you encounter someone on the street and begin a conversation with that person, you are creating a connection or a relationship. Right? Everything in our lives is about a creative sort of energy that manifests in a material form or material world. We create our life experiences. That's one of unity principles. We think about it all the time. But to think about that as an aspect of creativity, I think moves us into a a new a, a different level of understanding our spiritual power, our spiritual abilities, our spiritual calling. Uh, so the, I, I, as we move through the conversation this morning, I want you to keep in mind that creativity all of us are creators, right? All of us are using that divine connection. There's a member of our congregation who wrote a book, he called it the field, right? This creative field, this force that brings into expression all that we wish to experience in our lives. So as whatever we put into that field, um, creatively comes to express. Now in unity, what we believe is that um, God, that God energy is can only say yes, it can only respond in the positive and the determining factor about what's created out of that connection, out of that spiritual divinity, really all rests on on what we're holding. What I mean by that is that no matter what we're putting into the field, um, it's going to be expanded and returned to us in a greater way. The field is all about expansiveness and it's all about saying yes which is wonderful as long as we're coming out of an energy that is loving and supportive and harmonious. But if we're back in that conversation with someone we meet on the street and what we're bringing is suspicion or anxiousness or nervousness, the field hears that and expands on that anxiousness. And so, we, so um, it's up to us to be very mindful and curious about the ways in which we're using that power to create um, whatever experience that, that we're wanting to do to in a greater and a deeper way, right? So, um, I've noticed that those of you who um, follow Unity on the North Shore, we have a, a shoreline, we have a couple of e-blasts that go out every week. And most weeks, I've been writing a blog for a number of years. And what I've noticed is that I was in kind of a stuck place on that blog. And as I began contemplating what that really meant here, right, that, as I'm talking about it, the more I think about how stuck I am, how I'm not inspired, how I can't think of what to write in that blog, the more that's what comes into fruition expression, right? The harder it is, the bigger the block becomes. So this week um, I decided to change how I entered that, right? That What I was putting into the field was not gonna be about not having inspiration ideas. And so I sat down with my Facebook page and I decided, all right, my inspiration is gonna come out of what's right in front of me here. So, What I'd like to do now is, some of you may have already read this, but if you'll indulge me, I'm going to read to you from my blog this week. And I actually, out of that Facebook feed, out of the inspiration that I found, I've captured those pictures, and I think Kate's going to be able to share those. So they should be on the screen as I describe them. And then what I want to do is talk through my sort of creative process with you as a way to sort of explain how those same steps might be relevant for you in your own creative spiritual exploration right so the title of the blog this week was mom energy it's in every one of us it starts out my facebook feed is mostly populated with proud moms shouting out their kids antics and achievements the first i had was a colleague's son's cliff diving in mexico That's actually, I realized afterward, this is from Jasmine, one of our trustees. Um, She was with her family there. That's actually her husband and one of her sons jumping off. Um, But it was like this beautiful moment that was captured, right? That sort of opened my heart, created a sense of connection. The next one I saw was a high school classmate's daughter in prom dress and corsage. This is back from Quincy, Michigan. That's a woman named Jill Faulkner and her daughter. The next one I saw was my nephews, escalating their sibling rivalry over a cardboard box. If you can't read that box, the back of it, the older of the two, Parker has written, no babies allowed. And you can see his brother's response to that. Another really beautiful sort of expression of motherhood. The next was a cousin's grandchild, comfortably nestled in the crook of his mom's mom's arm. That's my cousin, Sherry, and her grandson. And the last that I found inspiring or that sort of kicked in for my creativity was my sister's three grown kids beaming before the flowered cross that my nephew built for the altar at his own wedding. That was just a couple of months ago. So all of those were, as I went through, you know how uh, in that creative, open-hearted space, you know how you feel something in your heart? And all of those sort of opened something in me. So that was my, I, I knew that that was gonna be sort of the impetus for whatever my blog, this creative endeavor that I was gonna be working on. I knew that that was it, but I had no idea where to go with that, right? And so um, I started to meld in question. I started to be curious. I started to explore, like, what's the deeper spiritual truth that's being conveyed by these, by these five pictures, right? These five images that touched my heart. What's the deeper truth? That's the exploration, right? So what I'm suggesting in your own creative process is that you begin by being present to what's right in your environment, what's around you, what touches your heart, what, what makes you feel some sense of emotion or connection. And the next question is get curious about it. Explore what that means, what that looks like. And the lens that I decided to explore it through is one that we've talked about here the last couple of Sundays. It's called the Platinum Rule. So back to my blog looking through the lens of the platinum rule and that's the golden rule upgrade that calls us to treat others not just as we would like to be treated but as they would like and you'll see that these posts were motivated by something much deeper than mere pride and joy so right that invites me this exploration invites me to stand in the shoes of these mothers right instead of just me trying to figure it out in my head the way that I'm going to find, work my way into sort of a creative uh, connection, creative endeavor, is to sort of stand in their truths and imagine what it might be like for those mothers. What is it that's happening in their hearts as they snap these pictures, as they're posting them on Facebook? And that's, what, that's when I knew that I was tapped into some wisdom greater than my own because I have, I'm not a parent even. I'm certainly not a mother. I don't, I don't know what that experience is. But what came next I thought was really beautiful, and I thought there was a a pretty cool level of truth for it. So this is what came next. At some level, there is a giving of self in support of their children's greater good. It's a complicated mix of sorrow and sacrifice born of maternal energy that requires endlessly letting go. From the moment her child is conceived, a mother navigates an ever-shifting boundary between holding close and freeing. And I know there's truth in that because once this blog was posted, I've had more response from this than any I've had in in months (laughs) um, since Facebook changed their algorithm. So I know that there's something resonating in that. That's that's how I know it was not just my wisdom that I was working out of a wisdom greater than my own and that I would connected to something profound. And then sort of staying in that exploratory mindset, right? So now I've identified what it was like to stand in the mother's shoes, you know, what it was like from their perspective rather than my own. What's the deeper truth? Stay curious, stay asking, keep exploring. What's the, what's the relevance to that sort of um, experience to all of us? How is that a universal truth? And that's when the next little paragraph came. I said, of course, that's true for all of us on a spiritual path. Whether or not we give birth and no matter our gender, discerning when to hold tight and when to let go determines whether consciousness is expanding or stagnating. Think about your own life experience. Um, so often we find ourselves clinging to some idea or some old belief, or so often we feel like we have to let go of that and it's actually something that we need to dive deeper into. And to be able to determine which of those two is, is the spiritual direction, the, the, the place that's gonna deepen our walk, is how we continue to grow or how we actually move into a, a sort of a death spiral, spiritually speaking. Right, it's that that struggle, that struggle between letting go and between embracing and holding on, and really being present too, it is a huge part of our process. That we're always—it's the answer is never the same, right? The questions might come up along the way, but we have to we have to reask and reexplore what the creative solution is in each and every instance of those as we're as we're walking through our spiritual path. And then the invitation was just. Um, that was probably the most heady that I ever come because it's always like, okay, now, uh, what's the two? What's the action step? What am I inviting people into? And so that's what came um, fairly from, I guess, my own practice or my own, um, my own pattern from writing. So as Mother's Day approaches, I, I invite you, lean into the fullness of your nurturing maternal energy. Open your heart to the sacredness of precious fleeting moments. Explore the complicated mix of emotional paradoxes and trust that it will increase your capacity for compassion, loving, and connection, right? That's the invitation. That's in terms of our spiritual path and our spiritual journey, making sure I'm not going too far off camera, um, to stay really present to what that loving, especially as we move into celebrating Mother's Day, what that loving sort of spiritual piece is. And um, as we walked in this morning, um, one of the team members on our live stream team this morning is Rose Johnson who I consider a sort of mother figure of the, this church. And uh, she offered me her scarf to wear as my stole this morning, so I figured, why not? <laughs> I want to be in touch with my feminine side and to have Rose's energy as a part of what we all get to share in the beauty that we experience. Like, whew. So there are precious moments. Every day we are presented with beautiful opportunities to live more fully into the... Into the mystery, the unknown, um, of what we can't predict as we move forward into this time, and so what I'd like to do now is, uh, as uh, as as Nancy and Dennis prepare us for a time of meditation, is to simply invite you into that sense of openness, um, especially in terms of those feminine nurturing energies that that can really hold the paradox uh, of of pain, of joy, all of it as a as an expression of life unfolding more fully. of prayer that Nancy and Dennis have opened for us I invite you to simply relax and do whatever physically you need to do to become fully present to this moment perhaps you fold your hands in prayer open your palms to divine energy close your eyes or open expand your breath relax relax I invite you now to let the words that you hear spoken, the words that I speak, to be an affirmation of your own power and connection. Affirm for yourself I am a creative genius, I cannot help but create. It is the very nature of my being. And so aware of this ability, of this amazing capacity, I choose to create only that which brings forth greater good. I am in tune with the fullness of life's energy and experience. I feel the full spectrum of emotions and I have the capacity to watch, to monitor, to observe, to witness my thinking, and to know that whatever thoughts arise are perfectly natural, and to also know that I have the power to choose, to choose the ones that will create from the energies that I most desire for myself, for my loved ones, and for all the world. I am a powerful creator, and I create only from love and peace and harmony. Know this truth about your ability to explore, to create, to be, as we rest in just a moment of quiet. gently now I invite you to bring your attention back to this very moment knowing and trusting that moving out from this point there is only light there is only love and you indeed are a master of creating out of those energies so it is and so we let it be amen
1: Oh, my gosh, how beautiful, aren't you all so delighted that you chose to be here on this gorgeous Sunday morning, this Mother's Day, where we have this beautiful music and this amazing message. Thank you, Reverend Kurt, for that. I think the scarf was like the magic scarf because <laughs> you were just off the charts today. Like spirit was really working today. So thank you for that. So let's just stay in this wonderful spiritual energy as we prepare now to give our tithes and offerings and out of this wonderful energy of new possibilities, of risk taking, of embodying this sacred mothering, of embodying all of what Reverend Kurt just shared with us in his loving wisdom. I invite you to bless this community with your substance because to bless each other with your substance, it's also you know about knowing that we're blessing the substance that's going out into the world. Because money, after all, is just a manifestation of spiritual substance. So we send our gifts out into the world, knowing and affirming that they are doing good, that they are embodying this wonderful caretaking of mothering into the world, this wonderful idea of changing the world and uplifting the world and bringing light and love. And so we send our gifts knowing this, investing in this ministry, because together we are knowing and affirming that we are moving this ministry forward and outward into the world to be a change agent for spiritual growth and transformation. We are risk takers and we are people who are demonstrating and empowering others to live their deepest truths. So as you can see on the screen, here are three ways to give. You can text GIV to 815-827-6052. Super simple. If you've never done it before, it will walk you right through the steps. Super easy. You can also go online to our website, www.unityns.org, or good old snail mail. We'll take, we'll take a check. It's all good. 3434 Central Street, Evanston, Illinois, 2016. So now let's just bless our tithes and offerings, You know, just call it into your mind, or if you're holding it in your hand, or if you've already sent it in, just really envision it, feel into that spiritual substance that you are making part of this spiritual ministry and this growth here. And so let's bless that. Divine love as me, blesses and multiplies all that I am, all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. And so it is. Amen. So, as we do this, I just wanna thank Nancy and thank Dennis. We are so blessed to have them with us today and to prepare and thanks to the live stream team, oh my gosh, of course, they have done such an amazing job and testing and doing all that they need to do, so we're so grateful for all of their skills and all of their love as we move forward to, you know, return to in-person services. In case you missed last month's Town Hall meeting, um, we've learned uh, the reopening team is preparing for us to reopen in mid-June, so get yourselves ready you know get some some pants cuz you know we're not used to wearing pants anymore that are church appropriate so do that you know as we prepare for a reopening um, and we'll share with you all of course all the guidelines and the covid stuff that we're we're needing to do you can trust that we're we're abreast of all of that and that we'll be sharing all of that with you all as we move forward so a couple announcements i think and i hope i'm following here that order service cuz too much going on here Yes, so um, in terms of other things we wanna just keep you in mind about, next Sunday, we're repeating the MetaMania workshop and that's our two hour exploration of Unity teachings on metaphysics combined with an experience of metaphysical interpretation which which is being facilitated facilitated by myself and Reverend Kurt and our uh, amazing licensed Unity teacher, Candace Lucas. So please join us. The first session was so much fun and it generated so much amazing discussion. And and there was even a time of coaching and how to apply metaphysics to your real life dilemmas. So click on the live stream chat or visit us at um, www.unityns.org to register. We need five people minimum to register. So if you're gonna register, please, don't wait, register now. Um, our last invitation is just to please check your, you know, Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, all of us for to empower, look at all the great content that we have to empower you to live your deepest truth. And the best way of course to stay connected is by subscribing to our weekly eblast. If you haven't done that already, please do so. Um, and you'll be receiving them. So the link as well will be on the chat stream. And so now Nancy and Dennis will lead us in the peace song followed by Kristen with the prayer of protection. Love you all. Happy Sunday and have a wonderful mother's day. Peace song for you today. It's called peace
2: today. It's by faith Rivera. So I hope you enjoy. Peace is the promise I make today. There's nothing greater for me to say than to lay down my fears, lay down unhappiness, surrender to the peace I choose today peace is the gift that i give today no easy shortcut this is the way i will lay down my pride lay down self-righteousness Surrender to the peace I choose today My all I give My love for all My all or or He sees the reason we're here today no accident we've been called by name called to lay down our lives stand up for greater good surrender
3: together in saying the prayer of protection. And the words are coming on the screen. The light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us, I am power, the presence of God watches over us, I am presence, wherever we are, God is, I am divine, happy Sunday everyone, thank you so much for being with us today, We invite you to stay online and visit our online garden chat, which will start right here, right now. And if you would like to pray with one of our prayer chaplains right now, simply click on the Zoom link that will be posted in the chat box and you will miraculously come into the prayer chaplain um, meeting. So thank you so much. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Divine Feminine. And see you soon.
4: So hang tight, everyone, while we're getting ready to unmute you and you
5: can join the convo.
4: I put it in the chat box, but I just want to say Happy Mother's Day to all the moms and all those who mother others. We appreciate that.
0: So everybody can unmute now. Yeah. So make sure that Chris, that uh, Pam is the host before we shut down this. Computer.
3: Do we have the link to the prayer chaplain room?
4: Yes, it was put in there.
3: Oh, it's just further up. A little higher up. Yeah. Thank you. <clears throat>
4: We have to go now, but it's great to see you. Blessings, blessings. Actually, we need that link. Let's get that link to the prayer room back up.
3: Yeah, I don't see it anywhere. voila thank you ask us the door anybody? shall be opened
1: <laughs> I'm going to sign off my mom is already texting me as to where I'm at because I'm supposed to <laughs> pick her up her mother's day so love and blessings to you all have a wonderful day wonderful week thank you Christina. farewell
0: bye <laughs> right, oh, no no you gotta make her host before you can log off, you have to make her a host. Sure, <coughs> she accepts it. Before. Oh, oh turn light. we to be streaming this. Hey. Turn it oh, how do do it? What if you click this where it says live instead of a down?
6: okay Rev Kurt and Kate I can hear you guys talking in the background but I'm, I'm ready to do a garden chat whenever whenever it's time.
7: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, can uh, start. Go for okay. it.
6: Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, welcome <laughs> to Garden Chat. Um, today, I'm doing a presentation on oregano. And oregano here's a nice, healthy plant. Not like my other one that's very spindly, but um, it's it's fragrant. It's got a little bit of a peppery scent, but um, and it mainly goes in savory dishes. Um, I have used it in a frittata, which is like an omelet. Um, Obviously, it's very popular on pizza sauce and it can go in pasta sauce. It's often found in a blend of Italian herbs. Um, It can also go as a rub, either fresh or dried. Probably dried is better for a rub, for lamb, chicken, or fish. And my uh, grandmother, who was from Italy, used to use it in salads. So I'm gonna show you how to do that today. And uh, before I do that, I wanna, sh- I in case anyone's interested in learning a word or two of Italian, can you, s- uh, here we go. So Nonna is grandmother. My Nonna is the one that taught me this. And the, the um, word in Italian for oregano is origano. Origano, mm. so that's how they say it. Mm. And uh, obviously pretty similar. So what she would do, so I'm going to back up this camera a little bit. So you can see. So we have our salad. And what she would do is put on a um, pretty generous amount of olive oil. And Italians usually use about three tablespoons of oil, olive oil to one of um, vinegar. So then a little garlic salt, some oregano from Trader Joe's, um, dried oregano, um, generous amount there. Oh, you can't see this, can you? And some pepper would be nice. And here's the trick that she would use. She would toss the salad, you can't really see this, but she would toss it after the oil so that the lettuce leaves get a nice coating of oil. And I'm gonna put in some more because Italians could never have too much olive oil. Um, And Mm. then, Mm. then the vinegar. Um, Again, about a third, a generous spoonful here. And this is a white wine vinegar. I usually use a red wine vinegar. My, My grandmother used a red wine vinegar. But a red wine vinegar is really intense. So um, it just depends what you like. And, you know, it does make you pucker up a little bit.
5: What, what about balsamic vinegar?
6: Um, yeah, well, yeah, I think it would be harmonious. Uh, That's very with the,
5: intense.
6: Yeah, very what? Um,
5: intense, very intense. Balsamic? Yeah.
6: See, I think of balsamic, balsamic as as milder because um, have you had red wine vinegar? It's it's very I not.
5: no, I guess I have not. Not not that I
6: recall. pucker.
5: Okay.
6: Yeah, uh, here we are admitting someone.
5: Okay, where, where is your grandmother from in Italy? Sicily. Ah. So
6: she's she's gone. She made her transition quite a while ago, but she was born in the year 1900. So. Ah. And then the last thing I wanted to mention is that oregano has a lot of health benefits. It's considered an antibacterial and antiviral. And one time I went to a college reunion and the college friend was there with her husband and he had had a lot of health problems. And he said, so the way I finally got cured was oil of oregano. And I was thinking like, huh, <laughs> oil of oregano. But, um, but that, was his, um, that had worked for him. So anyone that's interested in the natural health benefits can, you know, find more online pretty easily. But, so there's our salad. Mm. And I don't know if you can see, but it's got a nice sheen of olive oil. And um, i used, because I used a white wine vinegar, it doesn't have the coloration of that a red wine vinegar would give it. And a nice uh, generous sprinkling of oregano. And it should be, just nice to proceed your your uh, eve, or afternoon meal. And in Italy, the tradition is that the big meal of the day is at, like right about now, like, well, in about an hour, actually, about one o'clock. And um, they eat their antipasto if they have one, then the pasta course, then the meat or fish course, and then the salad. It salad is eaten afterward, I don't know why, but, um, It's maybe just something light and refreshing after the main meal. And then dessert, if they have it, they don't have dessert that often, it's often just fresh fruit. And then cafe, which is usually just an espresso. So in Italy, it's considered um, kind of vulgar to drink a cappuccino after a big meal, because it's just like, they think like, why would you want to put all that hot milk on your stomach after you've had all this pasta and, you know, meat and salad and everything, so. So they just take a little espresso, which in America, I usually drink an Americano at Starbucks, um, which is espresso with water, basically because I like the taste and it's bigger, lasts longer. Mm, so any other thoughts about recipes, uh, oregano, health benefits? Mm. What were the health benefits again? <laughs> uh, anti- antibacterial? An antiviral, and that they said there was some evidence for antifungal also. Mm -hmm. So, but if you just Google like oregano health benefits, it it should come up. And I guess the um, benefits come in uh, the form of the leaf or the oil of oregano. And I they sell oil of oregano in like Whole Foods or health Mm food stores, so Mm -hmm. um, you can buy it in a little, Jar just like you buy any other um, herbal supplement or tincture.
5: So, what you, which lettuce did you select for that? I,
6: I I use romaine, and that is typically what they use in Italy is romaine. Mm. So, um,
5: just mm-hmm.
6: to, this was from Trader Joe's, and it it was a little too light in color for my liking, but um, they did have a few darker leaves in there. I think I the would- dark. Leaf, the more, the more the nutrients. Yeah.
7: I was wondering. So you put all, obviously the olive oil and the vinegar, and then just romaine and uh, oregano and pepper. Was there something else in there? Garlic salt. Pardon? Ga- garlic salt? Mm. Oh, garlic salt. Okay. Thank you. I like the Trader
6: Joe's because it comes with a little grinder thing, salt all built in. So very handy. The main thing is to not lose the lid from the grinder. So mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah. So oh, here's someone else coming in. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, What are y'all having for to eat on Mother's Day?
7: Mm -hmm. I'm not sure we're going to a a friend's house and eat his daughter and his ex-wife will be there and I don't know. They're making I think I don't know what they're making. It'll be a surprise. So
6: nice. Mm. But you're
7: in Florida, right? Mm. I am. Nice. It's hot, really hot now. <laughs> it's hard to do anything outside. It's chilly
6: in Chicago and it's hard to do anything outside. Mm.
7: <laughs> yeah.
6: It was like 47 hours yesterday.
4: It's snowing in Cleveland.
6: Are you kidding?
4: No, there's it started flurrying about a half hour ago and there's a half inch of snow on my in my backyard.
6: Oh my god.
4: I couldn't Mm -hmm. believe it. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was gonna rain and those look like awful awful thick raindrops that were falling and then they turn white.
7: (laughs) Oh. Oh gosh. Oh well.
6: Yeah, I wanted to eat outdoors last night, but no way. It was it was far too cold.
7: But well, you've had some really nice weather too, haven't you?
6: Yeah. Oh, right. A couple yeah. Of times. It's spring in Chicago. It's hot and then it's freezing and then it's hot. It's like my thermostat's getting a workout, like I'm changing from <laughs> to cold to off. <laughs>
7: um, I I thought it couldn't get more changeable than. Chicago, but if you go to Colorado, like around Denver, it's utterly amazing at times in Denver. uh, One day it'll be 70 degrees and the next day it'll be snowing.
6: Oh, that's crazy.
7: That's amazing. Well, I guess our weather kind of
6: originates in the Rockies. Someone tried to explain this to me once, like our weather comes from the West. So, my friend had a sister in Omaha, and she said, "Whatever weather we're getting today, you're getting tomorrow, because it, it just it just flies east." Oh, okay. But um, somehow mm-hmm. it kind of originates in the Rockies, um, just because that the tall mountains, like something to do, to do with air masses and and air moving up and down. But um, <clears throat> if anyone knows that, go ahead and please explain it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: I can't explain it, but uh, ordinarily, I'm surprised you all don't have the snow like we do here in Cleveland, because I usually get the the weather you had in Chicago the next day. So (laughs) so I hope it's not coming in reverse for you this time.
6: (laughs) I hope not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you guys feel comfortable eating in restaurants yet? I'm just curious. I I do not. Mm Not indoors, outdoors. I feel perfectly comfortable. Mm.
7: If the chairs are far apart, and I had I had both my shelves about, I don't know, three and a half weeks ago, I think. So, I'm if the chairs are far apart, I'm I think I'm fine
5: with it. Um, I'm okay with that too. We all we all also had dinner with a group of friends on Friday night in their home for the first time in what 15 or 15 months. But everyone, all of us, have had two vaccinations, and um, so our our belief was that uh, we, none of us, uh, you know, have have been exposed to the uh, the virus. So we decided to have dinner together in person, in, in indoors, in a private home.
6: And how did it feel to do that without masks?
5: It uh, it it felt strange. It it felt strange. Um, um, it felt a little com- confining, actually. You know, surprisingly, it felt a little, yeah. a little, a little restrictive. You know, like walking past someone else—it's it's so close.
6: Yeah, I think it's going to take me some time to get used to it, to like yeah. be somewhere indoors without a mask.
5: Yeah. Well, had everyone
7: had their shots, and I mean, yeah, I have both. Me too. So it should be okay then. It, you know? sh- it should be okay.
6: I think I'm just still skittish after all those months mm, of wearing the mask and hibernating.
5: You get used to it, right? I agree. I've been used, to, I've been getting used to it. And there's yeah. something, there's something safe about it. That feels somewhat safe about it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have my first experience tomorrow because um, I'm, I am. There is a funeral that I'm going to family, very dear friend um, lost her husband and her husband was a good friend of mine. Um, the funeral itself is gonna be live streamed because there's gonna be like 10 million people coming but I have been invited to a family repos afterward. And that will absolutely be my first experience being with people <laughs> of any size. Uh, in over a year. I haven't been to any restaurants and all that, oh, uh, indoor or outdoor. What they're doing, they have an enclosed, um, screened in big uh, porch. It's still going to be cold out there, which is just fine with me, uh, but will be served out, sort of outdoors. So that'll be a nice ease and transition. And I'm thrilled to be able to go. Um, under the circumstances.
6: Well, it should be okay if you get some fresh air blowing through. Yeah. And it would be fine indoors as well as if people are vaccinated. It's just, uh, I don't know, there's that, the vaccine is like 96% effective, but I'm like, what about the other 4%? That's right. It's, it's a low risk, but. And they continue to say
4: that you could still get it, you, you know, uh, and, and pass it on but you're not going to be ill from it. I don't think that's changed. So it's a, little, a mild
6: illness. Yeah.
4: So and and I actually know a person who who has had both shots and and um, got covid.
6: Oh. So,
4: yeah. So it makes it still makes it like when when is the <laughs> when is the
7: time up? <laughs> yeah. Um, Well, life always involves some risk to it, you know, whatever you do. So, Mm -hmm.
5: well, I'm going to sign off. Something to do outdoors.
7: Okay. Okay. Bye. Take care, everybody. Bye. Have a nice day. Happy Mother's Day. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day to everyone. Mm -hmm. That's right. Thanks. That was really cool. Pam, thank you. uh uh-huh. salad. Yeah. I never yeah. made it right before.
6: So well, just a little a little tip and trick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Take care, right. everyone. Yeah, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thanks, Bye. Pam, for the question too.
4: Yeah. I appreciate it. Oh. Okay.
0: Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review. And if you'd like to support the ministries of Unity on the North Shore, you can text the word GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 815-827-6052. Again, text GIVE to 815-827-6052. Or visit us online and click the donate button www.unityns.org you'll also find there a complete menu of offerings for uh, sort of remote and distance learning through this time of sequestering god bless you and again thanks for joining